Hi, I'm Megan. And I'm Ksenia. And we're the co-founders of Leone, a virtual skincare consultancy changing the way that you shop for skincare for good. This is our podcast, The Skin Interview, and each week we interview skin experts, brand founders, and the beauty industry's best on the skin subjects that really matter. Do you want to know the products that you really need in your skincare routine? Cut through the noise of the trends to avoid to find the ones that really work? Or do you just want to know what's happening to your skin so you can achieve your skincare goals? Each week, we're going to answer these questions and more with no bias, buzzwords, or BS. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Skin Interview. I am Megan Felton, the co-founder of Leone. And today we have a very special guest. I'm a little bit starstruck because I have been following this guest for a very long time. Before we hit record, I was saying, you know, Marie, I feel like I know you already because I watch and consume all of her content. Uh, But we have Marie Reynolds here, who is a global skin and wellness expert. There's a lot to unpack here with Marie, but just to give you a little bit of a background, she has over 35 years of experience working as a skin and wellness expert. And Marie's developed a very unique approach to the skin, treating skin health holistically as a tri-effect. So looking at internal and external influences on the body that can actually impact the skin. So our kind of philosophies are extremely aligned in this way. And Marie's work focuses really on helping to bring balance to the body to enable overall healing and repair, which is so important. And her method aims to seek out those imbalances and counteract them both internally and externally through her treatments. So Marie, thank you so much for being here. I cannot wait to get into the topic today, which is going to be all about beauty sleep. Before we do that, I just want to talk a little bit about kind of your approach. Okay, so I suppose what I do is look, I always say to people that the skin initially is just the full stop at the end of a sentence. So when people come to me for skin health, um, it's not necessarily the first thing that I look at, I will ask questions about, you know, what their symptoms are and why they've occurred. So it's not a case of just treating from within, because we are energetic beings. So it's not only just the physical manifestations that I might be looking at, like, for instance, you know, we all talk about gut health and what we're talking about today, about the importance of sleep, um, stress, anxiety, all of these things play a part to our overall health and well-being and our skin. So I suppose what I do is I do a very in-depth consultation. I might even look at the feet. I might even look at the ears. I might even look at the back. Uh, which is very odd for people to get their head around. But, you know, the, the human body is like a novel. You've just got to know how to read the chapters, that's all. So, yeah, that's what I do. Amazing. And so what type of treatments, I mean, everyone kind of has a unique treatment plan when they come to you, right? And it may be anything from something that you do in clinic to supplements as well. Just to give people a little bit more background of, of your kind of range as well, you have some skincare products but you also have supplements and it's this a whole ecosystem right yeah so the most important thing to me I mean I've I've studied many modalities in skincare and they're all fantastic and I always say to people when you go to a skin therapist they're not wrong in what they are doing because that is what they're educated in and that's what they believe however with all of the other modalities that I'd learned you know with homeopathy with fascia with biochemic tissue sorts but particularly the energy medicine side. Now, a lot of people think it's when I talk about energy medicine, they automatically think it's Reiki or reflexology. It's not, it's not that at all. It's bioenergetic uh, medicine. So it's working on the electromagnetic fields of our cells, our blood, our body as a whole. So it's really important to understand that 
as a whole, when we're talking holistic, it really is an, a holistic approach. So the supplements and the skincare are part and parcel of that holistic pro- approach. The skincare in, uh, in my concept is about working with the body. So it's not using ingredients that are forcing it to do something that it doesn't need to do. It's understanding what our skin needs, what its role is as well, because there are many functions or many products that are placed on the skin and many therapies that we do to ourselves that actually force the skin and can make it lazy. So it's about working with the skin, supporting its function as an organ and treating and feeding the skin from within, understanding that when we get breakouts here, people automatically tag its hormonal breakouts. But it's not necessarily hormonal breakouts. It could be, you know, impacted teeth. It could even be where you've been to, you know, the dentist, grinding teeth. Most often it's usually your metabolic terrain, how the lymphatic system is not draining from this system. So it's understanding these little little signs in the human novel that's telling us what, what is what we need to do. Exactly. It's so interesting. And I think that, you know, we ask a lot of unconventional questions that people probably are thinking, what, why are you asking me this in our consultation process? And it is because it's not just about putting you into a box with your skin type and then matching you to the serum. It's about the big picture and it has to do with things like stress and very importantly, sleep. And so I think that, you know, this topic today that we're going to speak about sleep is one that's near and dear to my heart because I have struggled with sleep. So I actually have suffered from insomnia in the past and it goes in, you know, in bouts. It's kind of this up and down thing where there, there was a three month period of time where I was getting about three to four hours of sleep and it impacts your mental health, anxiety, panic attacks, and I have an inflammatory condition, rosacea. And so it really showed on my skin. So I guess what we want, what we want to talk about is what is beauty sleep and why is sleep so important to our skin? So, um, I mean, sleep is important full stop, not only to our skin. It's important for, as you've touched on our mental health, but our, also our physical health and the different types of sleep that we have and the different energetic boundaries that we have within our system so if we're talking about beauty sleep if we're talking about the physiological functions of sleep when we go to sleep our body goes into um, a different circadian rhythm into rest and repair this is when we have hormone growth factors hdh released into our body that helps to repair and build that adipose tissue and that connective tissue and those collagen fibers and all the proteins that we need so it's rest and repair we also have lutein i which is really important for our white blood cells for our immunity not only that our brain starts to purge you know yourself that when we go to bed If we've had a really stressful day, it can then play on our our mind. And you also know as well, if you've had a row with someone or if you've had a really rotten day at work, you always feel better after a good night's sleep. You always can make sense of a situation after a good night's sleep. Because what happens is, is that your brain sifts through all of the crap that you've had to deal with that day. And all of the important information that you've learned and picked up, all of the important conversations, all of the important information that you need to lay down and understand and process, when we sleep, it's almost like, I call it sort of like the wildwood, right? 
So it's almost like branches are growing from trees. Neurological receptors are laying down in our brain, putting down these important pieces of information. Again, that's why when you're revising or you're learning, you can only reach a certain capacity. Or if you're feeling overloaded, the best thing you can do is go and have a rest, go and have sleep, because your brain starts to lay down those neurological pathways and it sifts through all of those stress responses, stress, anxiety, depression, and low mood. So all of those things obviously impact our mental, physical, and our, you know, appearance. Apart from the other things, you know, lymphatic system, lymphatic system, it's really important to get that rested and so that we can, we, it can move. You can also make sure that the liver, the blood from the liver, when we're standing, is sort of like stored in the liver. But then when we go back, it's sort of like a nutritive energy that, that, works in the liver and the liver is one of the main one of the main for, for, uh, organs that is really important for our overall health and well-being and sleep and female health as well yeah it's so interesting because I know when I would be studying and my mom would say you just need to eat because I'm a night owl and so I would want to study all night long and she said no you can't you're not going to perform well if you if you don't sleep well and you know I didn't believe her at the time but now it is so true and being on a sleep schedule now, I've seen such a difference with my work. I mean, a skin, of course, but just with how focused I can be at work, et cetera. And being on that kind of, you know, schedule is important. And so what, what can disrupt and with the skin, what can disrupt the sleep? Because definitely having a business and things like that, you can, your mind will play on you throughout the night and sometimes it's a bit restless. So what, what can interrupt that? Well, there's many things that can interrupt it. Obviously your sleep sleep pattern or your sleep routine is is really important okay so it's really important to get into a sleep routine but also your sleep hygiene now i'm not just talking about your sheets because people don't understand that actually your bedding has a major impact on your on your skin especially sort of like with eczema and psoriasis or inflammatory responses um it's so important that when you change your sheets if you know once a week you hoover the mattress it's so important. Best thing to do is put some bicarb of soda on the mattress and then hoover the mattress because that neutralizes any odors, but it also helps with the bed bugs and the different ticks and the mites that feed on our skin as we sleep. You know, and people think, oh, you know, I changed my sheets, but how often do you hoover your bed? How often do you hoover your mattress? Yeah, it's because it's really thin. When you think about it, it's like, okay, it's this little sheet. Like it's not as if there's any, you know, there's oh, something underneath well. it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. The next thing as well is electro smog, uh, dirty electricity. So, I mean, I'm always banging on about electronics out of the bedrooms. They've got no business in being in your bedroom. You know, we're so dependent on these electronic devices that you almost get an anxiety attack if it's not by you in case, you know. And the first thing you do when you wake up is check your phone. And then sometimes you might go onto your social media. And, and so it's like this type of thing. So get them out of the bedroom. Just that alone has a massive impact on the quality of your sleep. You know, you can still hear the alarm clock outside the bedroom. Oh, totally. <laughs> yeah, it's very triggering. My iPhone alarm clock, I, like, I could hear it down the street. I know yeah. when it's going off, yeah. So you don't need to have these devices in your, your right by your head. And also even your... Um, lamps by the side of your bed make sure they're switched off at the wall because it's still that dirty electric that's sort of like 
coming around in the, in, in, the, in the bedroom. Get a big hunk. If you can get a big hunk of five kilogram rose quartz, that's amazing because that absorbs that electro smog. So things like that are really good. But also where your house is placed. Now, it's going to be very difficult for people to understand where your house is placed. But if you've got electric pylons or telephone wires going over your, your house, that again can interfere with brain purging and sleep and the quality of sleep and also water veins. The only way you're going to know that is by Googling where your address is and everything. But water veins also have high toxic electromagnetic energy fields. So all of these things can impact in poor sleep. Yeah. It's the, I mean, there's so many things to think about really. And what about where your bed, because I've read a few things about where your bed is placed, which direction you're sleeping. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, there's a particular direction of where your bed is placed. North is usually the one. Um, but also you've, you've got to think about the different things that counteract, as I said, your sleep hygiene. You've got to have to look at that more than just looking at the sheets. You have to look at this dirty electricity. You have to look at certain factors that may be impacting that electromagnetic field in your house and in your bedroom. Not eating late at night. You know, we have a, uh, a body clock, an energetic body clock. So if you're eating late at night, after about eight or nine o'clock, you'll often find that between the hours of 11 to three, the liver and the gallbladder is going to start playing up. You might get sort of like indigestion, heartburn, you might get a little bit of sweats. And then you've got sort of like emotional trauma. That's usually around three to five. That's the heart and lung zone. So this is where you might find that you'll get up to either go to the toilet because it's to do with elimination, or you might find that you're sort of like, if you are stressed and worried, got things on your mind or upset, three, the hours between three and five are the emotional trauma and stress hours. And then, you know, between five and seven, it's, you know, your small intestine in your stomach. So, you know, often that's the time when we get up and we want to have something to eat. So, you know, there's different things that impact. And obviously, you know, people with small children, that's going to impact your sleep shift workers that's going to impact your shit and that's that shifts that whole energetic body clock as well exactly and what about moving across so because i'm from texas but i'm living in london and so my you know where i was born is so different to the times and that i'm living in now so how do i i mean do you have any comments on where you are and if there's been a time change even daylight saving time we all are impacted you know by daylight saving times that's one hour so i don't know people who travel a lot and things like that yeah so we are what we are by what we eat experience and inherit okay so all of the time zones and all of the environmental factors that we are brought up with it's almost like having a tree in a soil and then picking that tree up and putting it in another soil. It has all of these different things that it's, it's engaged with. So it will definitely have an impact on energetic factors with the organs. You know, if I go into energy and talk about that, it'll probably, you'll think, oh my God. I love it. No, I'm so interested. I absolutely love it. I think it's, I think it's fascinating. Just the tree kind of visual, because I, when I moved to London, my skin, I, I couldn't get it under control. I really couldn't. When I first moved to London, this is six and a half years ago now before I was doing any of this. So I was working in an investment bank, but no, I couldn't get it under control. My sleep wasn't as good. So I really do think that there is something to totally changing your time zone, your environment, 
everything that you're eating, you know, all the food is so different. When I go home, my digestion is so much better, even though you would think there's a lot of processed foods and stuff in America, et cetera. But I just feel a little bit better when I'm but home. That, but that a classic, you know, a classic example is sort of like the Asian liver and, and the uh, Western liver. The Asian liver is thinner and longer. So they're unable to utilize animal fats correctly. So in China, I mean, years and years ago before, you know, the influx of Krispy Kremes and, and McDonald's, and all things like that there'd be a higher influx of like acne conditions because the liver was it couldn't cope with all of these things it throws it out and with yourself the different environment of where you've been brought up in is don't forget there's a different environment of pollutions heavy metals in in you know waters there's all the different things but also energetic toxins that are imprinted on that water if you think where water comes from then think about all of the medications people might be on all of the hormone medications all of the emotions that we have anger frustration all of these things they all imprint in frequency of the water so all of these things have an uh, have an impact of where you are environmentally yeah exactly and it's it's something that like when you walk into a space or when you go away to the countryside, you can, you can really feel like you can kind of recharge. There really is something to this. So it's tapping into that. Listen, I'm a Londoner, born and bred. Londoner, born and bred. Six years ago, I came up to Norfolk. The air in Norfolk is so pure that only a certain lichen will grow on the trees. Okay. A certain fungi will grow on the trees. When I now go back into London, I actually feel like I've got like a monkey sitting on my chest, the pollution, like, oh my God. And the minute you come up, and now when I have family come up from London, they're completely knocked out because the oxygen is so pure. So, oh my God, I'm like, I feel so tired. I'm so, you know, because it, the oxygen is so pure. So that is a fantastic analogy of how different air pollution, you know, affects us and our sleep and our breathing and our airways. Exactly. Exactly. And so I, and so I go back to, to sleep. There's a question about what is SAD, S-A-D. So that's seasonal affective disorder. So what happens is, is, is in the change of the clocks, you know, we get earlier dark nights and what that does, it exacerbates a lot of low mood, low libido, you know, depression, anxiety, and it, and it does affect the sleep, it affects the mood. And that is down to sort of obviously lack of vitamin D. Then we have to look at sort of like things like boosting the adrenals, adrenally suppressed. And that is when, you know, it's so important to then really get a grip on your bed routine about, you know, what you're doing. I've done not so long ago the non-emotional contract. I've written a blog on the non-emotional contract and I've only actually done a free download so people can, can read it in how you're dealing with stress, how you're dealing with anxiety, what you need to do before you go to bed. But, you know, just make sure that you get this routine where, you know, looking at your vitamin D uh, intake, I do fungi fusion, which is fantastic. It's got a natural and it's a food uh, source of vitamin C from mushrooms. And looking at your adaptogens, so mushrooms have our natural adaptogens, but also 3-Set is fantastic. 3-Set is an adaptogenic supplement and it has reishi in it and ashwagandha in it. And ashwagandha is really good to sort of like, it's fantastic for low mood, it balances out everything and it helps again with that vitamin D levels, vitamin C as well, vegan C and D. So all of these things are really important to look at, making sure that I always talk about a toxic bin, we've got a toxic bin that we are born probably a third, sometimes to a half full, 
and some people are even higher than that. So when you're drinking alcohol, when you're taking recreational drugs, when you're having late nights, when you're not sleeping, when you're eating sort of processed foods, that toxic binge is going to overflow. And when it overflows, that's when it hurts us and it you know, feels heavy and, and things like that. So be aware of what you're putting in your toxic bin. I'm not one of these people that says you can't have this and you shouldn't have that because a little bit of what you fancy does you good, especially in day and age. You know, we've got so many restrictions. A little bit of what you fancy does you good. However, think about what's in your toxic load already. Exactly. It's so important what you're putting in. And I think that that's why, you know, with skincare in general, you know, a lot of it's this putting a bandaid on a problem. There's so much talk about barrier repair with the cream, whereas actually there's so much that you need to be doing in terms of your diet, your lifestyle to help repair that skin barrier, because it's not just going to be something that you do topically. It needs to be working on that toxic bin and kind of emptying that out. And I love that. I can literally see the visual. I can almost feel the visual inside me um, of what's in, what's in my toxic bin. So I love an analogy. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's a really, really good analogy. And so in terms of the mistakes that people, myself included are making and common mistakes, because I think that we're hearing more and more about sleep, but it almost takes somebody to point out things that we're doing, you know, little things like having your phone in the bedroom, which it should be outside of your door or whatever, get an old timey alarm clock. (laughs) Yeah. So what are the common mistakes that people are making? Right. So again, the sleep hygiene, you know, with the bed bugs and things like that, that actually can have an impact on our health overall. So making sure that the mattress is hoovered, not switching off in time. That is the most important thing. You need to be into a routine where you say, right, okay, at nine o'clock, I'm going to turn my phone off. You know, go back to old school, get a a book. You know, I've got an insane library. Get a book, read a book, go and run yourself a nice bath. What people are doing are sort of like just rushing their food probably on the phone so they're not digesting properly. Digestion is really, really important. So making sure that you're not eating late after about seven o'clock at night, making sure that you're mindful in when you're eating. So phone away when you're eating, sit down, chew your food. And when you think that you'd be mindful how many times that you've chewed your food, it's really important to release the amylase in your, in your saliva that and then doesn't put an impact on your gut. That's so important because if you're eating late at night and you're just bolting food down, that again is going to put a strain on the digestive system, have an effect on your sleep. So making sure that you're eating around or before seven, taking your time to eat, eat slowly, methodically, and don't drink any water while you're eating. Hydration, again, is really important. People just say, oh, I drink so many litres of water, but they can still be dehydrated. It's intracellular hydration that's important. So what I mean by that is just by getting a really good ionic mineral. Um, I sell one, it's not one of mine, called Spectrumin and another one called Rehydration. Spectrumin has 73 ionic minerals from the Great Salt Lake. You take one little drop on your tongue and it's like makes your toes curl. But you put seven drops in a litre of water and you drink that throughout the day and that enters the cell and it gets that mitochondria working and it really energises that communication between the cells. So it's really important for ionic hydration, intracellular hydration. Doing the non-emotional contract, people just go to bed with so much stress and they're tossing and turning, tossing and turning. Analytical mind, not offloading what's in your emotional trash can. 
that is so important. So with the non-emotional contract, it's basically, I always tell people to get yourself a journal, just a normal plain book. And in that book, you just think, right, okay, what, let's just say pick four things that are bothering me at the moment. It could be work. It could be partner. It could be finances. It could be, I don't know, friends or family, right? So you just put titles. You then write, not a, not a diary entry, you just write a bullet point of what it is that's bothering you. Just one little bullet point. And then you say, can I deal with that? How about, am I in control of that? If you're not, you get a red mark and do it. Offload that emotional uh, contract. If you are in control of it, you literally just write three or four little lines in how you're going to achieve that. So that's what you should be doing as you're going to bed. You think, right, okay, nine o'clock at night, the phone is being switched off. I'm going to run myself a lovely bath. Magnesium salt bath is fantastic. Put in some essential oils, like a bit of lavender if you want, but magnesium. Or even uh, rosemary. You know, if you grow rosemary, snap some rosemary, chuck a few twigs of that in. It's lovely. And then start to wind down. Do a little bit of reading in bed. And if you're really finding it hard, as long as you're not on any antidepressants, Zeds is fantastic. It's a sleep supplement that I've just launched. And it's designed, it's not a sleeping pill. What it's designed to do is just to calm the analytical mind. We've got 5-HTP in it, so it's really good for that serotonin. It's also a precursor to melatonin. We've got German chamomile, lavender, there's lemon balm in there, theanine in there. So all of these wonderful things that actually slip you into a really lovely sleep. And you don't wake up with toffee head or, you know, bubblegum head. It's, it's just a beautiful sleep. Um, and it, it, you can still wake up in the night. And when you wake up in the night, you can you get back into that lovely uh, motion again. So it's really, really important for you to look at what you're doing instead of having this franticness where you're coming home from work, chucking food down your mouth, still on your phone, working on your phone, doing your emails, doing your Instagram, doing whatever. Know that at this time, I'm going to switch my phone off. And if you can, leave me downstairs to be charged. Yeah, I think it's so important. I The other night was... I just got a, a client message that came through late because they were in Canada. And so I was in bed with my laptop, which I usually, I used to do all the time, but I've since, you know, kind of set up these rules that I have with myself about my sleep, which has totally changed my life. But I was like, Oh, I'm just going to answer a few questions. I woke up the next morning. I had to bail on my workout because I couldn't, I just was so exhausted and I'm like, why am I so tired? I still got the same amount of sleep that I have been getting, but it wasn't quality sleep. And it's because my mind was active. I was working late at night in bed, you know, the screen, all of it. And so it really is, it, there is something to it. There really is something to it. 100% there's something to it. Um, and it's got no business being in the bedroom. I always say the bedroom is for fun, rest and sleep. Mm -hmm. That's it. <laughs> exactly. No, it is. It is so true. And it seems so simple, but because we are so distracted and there's so many devices and there's, we're kind of constantly need to be stimulated. The, the thought of, of not having it, I think a lot of people get anxious about it. Like you said, it's this anxiety, but it's just the quality of sleep. It, I mean, if people do it for a week, just having, having it outside of their bedroom, I think they'll see the difference. 100% they'll see the difference. I can't tell you that it's because we're programmed. You are literally programmed. Remember those wild woods that I'm telling you about? You are programming yourself to have this thing by you. It's almost an addiction. Well, it is an addiction. It's an addiction. So then, and also then what that does, and it, it exacerbates this anxiety that we have, that we've got to answer this. We've got, and I've 
I was guilty of that myself, especially through lockdown, because I felt absolutely responsible for so many people that were emailing me and texting me. And especially with sort of social media, they've got an instant in to your world. So it's really difficult for me. But now, as soon as I finish my clinic, my phone is in the drawer, it's switched off. And, you know, at the weekend, you know, I won't answer any um, emails at all. And at the weekend, I, I, I won't work in the clinic where I was at one point. I was doing seven days a week and it was just ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. I had enough work myself. Yeah, and I think it's important for, you know, there's this kind of hustle culture. And if you're not working on the weekends, then you don't really love what you're doing. And I, like you, I was working at one point seven days a week and, you know, getting people because we do our these shopping lists that we put together for people, which is recommendations, anything from, you know, a product to sleep and how you can help manage your sleep or manage stress and, you know, things that you can eat, et cetera, et cetera. But these shopping lists, I was doing them all on the weekends. And now I just have to say, you know, it's going to take three working days for me to get it to you because I can't. I can't work on the weekends. If you want good quality work. Then That's right. and, and the thing is, if you don't rest yourself, then you can't love what you do. You won't have the strength to love what you do. So it's really important to, to look after yourself. And so important to rest. Listen to your body. If you need to have a little nap at home, just have a 10 minute nap. Power naps are, are amazing. You know, they're amazing for the brain. They're amazing for everything. So listen to your body. Absolutely. And so in terms of your, your supplements, because you kind of mentioned adaptogens, um, briefly, but we've had so many people write in with questions about adaptogens and I've just started taking chaga and lion's mane, which I absolutely love. So what are adaptogens just quickly? I know it's a little bit off topic and who needs them basically. Okay. So most of us need them at some point when we're looking at adaptogens, we're looking at the adrenal glands. So the adrenal glands are responsible for our cortisol level, our fight or flight. Okay, so the fight or flight is either linking with the stomach and the adrenals. The stomach person is more the anxious anxiety, you know, where if you, I always say, if you had the stomach and the adrenals walking down a dark alley and someone jumped out, the adrenals would give them a good hiding and the stomach would run. Okay, so it's that fight or flight. So the stomach, that's where you sort of like get that downward energy where you get that evacuation of the stools and, you, and your knees shake right so what happens is is when you're constantly in that state of fight or flight whether you can be an addictive or an adrenal type personality is an addictive type personality that can be addictive constructive as well as destructive so that addictive type personality can be that workaholic or that person that goes to the gym every single day sometimes twice a day three times a day because it, as much as exercise is good for us it's, it that can also be destructive because if you're doing too much and it suppresses the adrenals it's a little bit like having the heating on in the height of summer so then what happens is that you get that adrenal fatigue you can get hair shedding you can get tiredness you can get irritability low mood affecting your sleep low libido all of these things can affect the adrenals and that's where the sad as well comes in that's why it's really important to look to the adrenals to boost that mood and to boost that libido so what adaptogens do they do what they say on the tin they adapt to what the body needs they fire that mitochondria which is the cell's energy room okay so it's almost like the engine room you're putting coal in that engine room they pump up that mitochondria so it's really good for overall energy. They help with low mood. They help with balancing hormones. 
They also help, depending on what it is, like for instance, my three set has, has ashwagandha in it. I've already told you about it being a mood balancer and a hormone balancer, but it's known as it treats the root of things. So it's fantastic for that hair shedding. So it's really, really good to use. Um, I, I'd recommend that with my clients if they've got hair shedding to use that with um, cold force because it's got biotin in it and the two together absolutely work amazingly. Um, but that's what adaptogens do. And they, they, it's almost like, how can I put it? It's almost like a connector. So it's really good to work with either a hormone supplement, a hair supplement, um, you know, a sleep supplement. It's all really good for all of that. Yeah. And I find it so fascinating that these have been, you know, around for ever. I mean, literally. And so I think now the fact that we're just so people are just so burnt out, you know, our sleep is suffering, our mental health is suffering, um, you know, our skin is suffering. And so now all of a sudden you're seeing the, the kind of Ayurveda, things like this come to the Western world where it always has been here. And so I think that people who question, you know, my, some of my friends make fun of me. They're like, oh, Megan's putting mushrooms in her coffee. And I'm like, yeah. I am because I see a difference. I can tell you they will make a difference. I mean, my husband thinks I'm absolutely mad, but yeah, I mean, like, I am always grounding. I mean, I'll if it's raining, even if I'm in the bath and I hear it rain, I will run out into the garden, start naked. Luckily, we've got no neighbours. Start naked, and I will I, I will stand out there in the rain. Um, we've got a field, and there's sort of like a fairy ring of mushrooms, but the mycelium underneath it. Now that is the wood wide web. Okay, so that feeds everything. And that actually knows if one tree is failing nutritionally, it will then send a message to a stronger tree. That stronger tree will then force that energy to that failing tree to boost it up. You know, nature is amazing. Our bodies are amazing. And our bodies have the amazing capacity to and ability to heal itself. And that's why it's so important to work with the body, not against it. Exactly. Exactly. And that's, I think that going back to our conversation about sleep, that is why sleep and respecting our sleep and enjoying our sleep. I think a lot of us, I, I sometimes don't like to let go of the day. I love being alive. I love what I do. And I get kind of sad at the end of the day. I'm like, oh, you know, another day has gone. I'm a bit sad about it and I don't like to let go of it, but it's so important. And yeah, I think that a hundred percent beauty sleep is a real thing. We all know this because if you are tired emotionally, physically, people say, oh, you know, you, you look tired today. And so we do wear it. So I think definitely setting up these parameters around your sleep, reading your non-emotional contract uh, is critical and taking supplements like your new supplement that you have now can be extremely helpful. That's right. And, and I just want to touch on, you know, when we're talking about the day as well, you've got to think about the seasons, you know, break the seasons up into your day. When you think spring is about being awake, being alive, being ready for the day, then it goes into summer where we're in the, in the the heat of the day when we're really really busy then we go into autumn when we're preparing into rest and then winter is all about sleep regeneration we're storing our reserves regenerating so you know it's really important to sort of like have that mindset you know and and understand that sleep is not a bad thing it's not sleep a bad thing it's the best medicine that you can get and it is the best anti-aging skin tool that you can get a good night's sleep yeah, it is that simple. <laughs> it is that simple. Get your sleep and make it quality sleep. Well, thank you so much, Marie. It's been 
unbelievable speaking to you. I, I just, every time I hear you speak, I just feel like there's so many things I need to go like take notes. And so where can people find you for more kind of information like this and where can they buy your products? Where can they visit you in clinic? What's all that? The products are sold via um, the website. And if you go to the footer of the website, it says find a store or a store locator. So there's stores. We have stores in, in France. We have a supplier in Singapore. We have stores all over the UK. Um, you can also purchase it in uh, Fortnum & Mason's if you're in London. So they're the products. They're the skin products. The supplements as well you can buy online. The clinic, I'm based in Norfolk mainly. So this is my Norfolk clinic. I also do colonic hydrotherapy and all sorts of energetic bioenergetic treatments as well as skin treatments and then I'll do uh, every six weeks I do a skin clinic in Fortnum and Masons. Amazing. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. This has been such a treat. It's Friday. I know that this episode is being released on a Wednesday, but yeah, have the weekend to rest and um, yeah, what a great way to end the week. Get out in nature, go and walk on the, on the ground with your grass in your feet. Perfect. Well, thanks everyone for listening and we will see you soon. Bye.